Welcome to the Manly Banter. Everything you're about to hear is raw. Like prison sex. It's uncut. Like my penis. Unedited. Like every celebrity sex tape. Unfiltered. Like a black and mild. And if you're easily offended or don't know if you're easily offended. You're going to learn today. Back out now. And if you decide to stay. Enjoy. Welcome back to the ass clapping show that you've never fucking heard of. Well, actually, a decent amount of people have heard of us now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, then you know. We're the fucking manly banter. Right? I think so. I Last I checked. Well, you might want to make sure this is the right podcast. Uh, well, I'm Bash. And I'm Bader. Oh, there it is. Okay. And if you heard something about prison sex, you're on the right podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uncut penises. Yeah. Fucking. Unfiltered black and mild. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. I love that disclaimer, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Season three disclaimer is going to be insane. We haven't even planned it out. I'm just no, with you guys. <laughs> Who knows? It might stay the same. Yeah. Who knows? It's, it's just going to be fucking talking into a shitty plunger. If anything, I, I think if anything, if we changed anything, maybe the intro to up it. The oh the the music? Yes. Oh shit. Maybe throw some dum, 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 dum. I don't know. Some crazy. Damn, he's dum 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 dum. Dude, I'll dumb, fucking dumb, 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 I'll dumb. blitz out a harmonica and some spoons on this motherfucker. Oh my god, man. Maybe some cello. Yeah. I don't know how to play a cello, but I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy. We know a guy for fucking everything. Yeah, dude, it's everything. crazy the people you meet. Yeah. And a lot of times, like, you have to get to know some. Like, we're pretty good at when we talk to someone, getting to know them a little bit more. Yeah. Um, It's, it's crazy the uh, talents that people have uh-huh. uh, that that you're just not really expecting i knew this one guy big old fucking chunky biker looking guy big old beard and he had like this fucking braided hair and shit you would not believe how good of a fucking painter the guy was really yeah that's so, crazy i do just want to apologize for that last episode our audio last, box like three the audio box like gave out yeah took a shit on us so we had to change it out uh, apologize for that. If you don't want to listen to that, it's cool. But no, it's not, dude. It's good material. It, you guys it, oh, listen to the fucking episode. Yeah, that's great material. Yeah, it was especially the endings. Yeah, <laughs> the fucking <laughs> a- ass face mouth butthole. Oh god, dude! And the bully tried to rape her, and he, <laughs> he she bit his dick. So with that teeth. Which end was had the teeth? Her ass. Well, her her mouth on her butt. Yeah. Where her butt should be. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm going to fuck her right in the mouth. Dude. Man. Dude, man. Yeah. Dude, man. <laughs> man, dude. Do, 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 do. Ginger power. Ginger power. <laughs> I've been thinking about growing the beard back out to look like a fucking leprechaun again. Do it, man. I missed the beard. Yeah. It was a monster, dude. 
I just the way I look at it is when you go to a client's house, like I have to be like the face of my business. Yes, when the rage room axe throwing opens up, you'd trust the guy with the fucking big beard to let you break a bunch of shit and throw sharp things. But when he's walking into your house and fucking moving out your furniture and shit that you don't want, are you going to trust me? <laughs> That's the so, way I'm looking at it. We were talking about uh, uh, how we always know a guy for something. Speaking of that, it's kind of cool how uh, we found a guy to actually take all the wood that gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know, guy for fucking everything. Funny story about that. So do tell. We we got a hold of him to burn all the shit, and the pile got a lot smaller. Here's why. All of a sudden, people started showing up and taking the lumber, right? And then my brother was like, "Hey, let's just saw the wood up into smaller pieces so people could just take it and throw it in the trunk of their car." Now there's like just brush. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. there's just fucking miscellaneous brush there. That's I'll awesome. probably go throw it over my neighbor's fence. He's a dick. <laughs> you fucking dickhead. <laughs> He'd see my hands, too, my white-ass yeah. hands fucking dropping it over. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Well. It's, oh. them, it's them baiters. <laughs> them baiters. Hell yeah, man. Them baiting hands. Master baiting. So, our, our uh, volume seems pretty fucking good now. Oh, yeah. We have to adjust it. Yeah, it's it's really nice. If those other episodes are really quiet, we're like once again, guys, we're sorry. It was that that audio box. It was like doing a clicking noise. The sound wasn't coming out loud. But if you listen real careful, there's some good material in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Expand your mind. Yeah. Open your ears. Yeah, open your holes on your head. All your holes. <laughs> <clears throat> I actually um, went during that last episode. I found some really good things I wanted to uh, play on here. I had like the top ten uh, most disturbing interviews with evil people. Yeah. Do you think we should play some of Let's, that? I want to be disturbed. All right. All right. <clears throat> Hold on. Let me remove this woman's butthole swapped with her mouth real quick from my uh, <laughs> watch later. Yeah. As we go through them, I'll take them out. But, uh, yeah, here we go, I guess. Today we will be looking at some of the most disturbing interviews ever recorded with people that have done horrific things and show no remorse. From an interview with a child who has tried a number of times to kill her family to an interview with famous serial killers. I'll be discussing these and more only on today's top 10 list. Starting off this countdown, we have Eileen Wernos. Eileen Wernos is often considered the first female serial killer. She was found guilty of killing seven men. She would murder them, rob them, and then drive home in their cars. Although she claims every murder was self-defense. That was actually based off that movie Monster where she's a prostitute. Yep. Yeah. But I'll continue. In our interview, we can see how lax she is when talking about killing. Just... Just shot and self defense. Boom, boom, boom. You know, they weren't cut up, they weren't sliced up, no OJ jazz, you know. And he said, I did the most horrendous crime in the whole wide world. Death and murder literally doesn't phase her at all. In fact, she claims that what she did wasn't even bad. Yeah, she tries to justify her actions by saying she just shot them. 
as if that's not a big deal. But you've been convicted of killing seven men. Everybody's looking at the number. Does that not... You, you killed well, seven men, seven strangers. Does that not make you a serial killer? So I didn't kill them every day, did I? Again, she's acting like her killing seven men isn't a big deal. Like, oh, it's just seven men. People have done worse. It's crazy. Moving on to number nine, we have the Night Stalker. Richard Ramirez, otherwise known as the Night Stalker, was an American serial killer and robber who killed 13 to 16 plus individuals. At his trials, the judge stated that he never showed any remorse for these doings. I think the creepiest part about his interview is when he admits to being evil. Do you admit to being evil, Richard? We are all evil in some form or another. Are we not? Yes, I am evil. Not 100%, but I am evil. And we see him try to justify his killings by saying the government does worse things to people than what he has. Serial killers do on a small scale what governments do on a large one. They are a product of the times, and these are bloodthirsty times. Even psychopaths have emotions if you dig deep enough, but then again, maybe they don't. In our eighth spot, we have Edward Edwards. Edward Wayne Edwards, otherwise known as the Hook Man or the Man with the Hook, was an American con artist turned serial killer. You can never trust a man with the same first name as his last name. Yeah, dude, the two first name guys, those guys are crazy. Yeah. In fact, when he committed his long list of crimes, he never wore a mask because he wanted to be famous. In 2010, he did an interview and confessed to all his crimes. Again, it makes me so uncomfortable listening to how killers took someone's life. Taking his hand, he's going through the bottom of the duffel bag trying to find the cigarettes. And I'm standing right here. Uh, and I have the sawed-off shotgun and I ease it out of the bag while Danny's down there looking. And I... He's just too calm talking about all of this. During the interview, he also stated that he wanted the death penalty and thinks that he deserves it. Written, I want the death penalty. You don't want to be in prison for a long time on, on everything else that's been going on. Right, I got all, I'm, I'm, I'm not a healthy man. In our seventh spot, we have Paris Bennett. During an interview with Piers Morgan, Paris Bennett, who at 13 years of age, killed his young sister admits that he did this as a way to punish his mother. Specifically in the end, yes. to cause your mother maximum pain. This has achieved your goal, which was to effectively mean your mother lost both her children at once. In 2007, Bennett convinced their babysitter to leave early and then proceeded to stab his sister 17 times. It's such a tragic case. What makes it worse is how he pretends to say he loved his sister. In the interview, he was asked to describe why he loved his sister and he couldn't. Because I love her. I love her with every fiber of my being. They say it's like asking a colorblind person to describe the color red. They can't do it. He can't describe love because he can't feel it. Exactly like she said, it's because Paris is incapable of feeling emotions. No guilt, no love, nothing. Moving on to number six, we have Angela Simpson. Right. You, you murdered this man. Yes. You tortured him. Of course. This is an interview with killer Angela Simpson. She was arrested after torturing and killing a man in a wheelchair for snitching. During this interview, she tells exactly what happened how she did it, and why. The scariest part is how forward she is about this all. She doesn't care that she's going to prison or that she killed someone. Uh, you're not here to pretend to be remorseful. Of course not, why would I do that? 
Are you remorseful? Not at all. She's not remorseful at all, and she's very open about everything. To my house, walked him down the street. I don't know why the media acts like the mother couldn't walk. He walked very well. Walked him upstairs, kicked his ass. Like, imagine being okay with taking someone's life. This interview sends shivers down my spine just listening to her and watching the stillness in her body and the calmness in her voice. We're now at our fifth and halfway mark with Manuel Vela. In 2016, a 28-year-old man, Manuel Vela, was arrested after killing his girlfriend and their unborn baby. In this interview, you can tell that Manuel suffered from schizophrenia. He claims that the father told him to kill his girlfriend and her baby. Keep in mind, he is the father to her baby. And then he says that he is the antichrist. And that's where I cut her open, when he told me to. When who told you to? Uh, the father, it's just the same one who was to communicate with uh, Jesus Christ is when he was here. Although it seems like he is intoxicated during this interview, he is not. He's just experiencing hallucinations and delusions. In this interview, he also claims he would receive commands from outer space and extraterrestrials. A lot of people found this interview disturbing just because you can see how far gone Manuel is. He's no longer in control of himself. In our fourth spot, we have Arthur Shawcross. Arthur John Shawcross was an American serial killer in Rochester, New York that took the lives of 13 individuals. His first two murders were committed in 1972. He was caught for both and then sentenced to 25 years. But after serving 15 years, he was released on parole. That's when he continued on with the killings and took the lives of 11 different people. His interview is creepy for a number of reasons. Do you remember killing her? Yeah, possibly. He gives me the chills. He's just twitching and his voice is just so unnerving. But it gets worse once he starts talking about his crimes. How did you kill her? Probably strangulation. How do you know when they're dead? How? I don't know. Just do. You can see that he won't admit it directly. He says maybe he killed her and maybe she died by strangulation. It gets worse. Reach over my shoulder like this, right behind my neck, and I pull out a brand new machete. When she backed out and I come up behind her. He's just a ruthless killer. In our third spot, we have Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy was an infamous serial killer who was responsible for murdering 30 women. Although it's thought that this number may be even higher. He would often kill these women in brutal ways. In his interviews, he shows no remorse for his actions and the calm tone of his voice is very disturbing. I can see how certain feelings and ideas developed in me to the point where I began to act out on them. Certain very violent and very destructive Throughout this whole interview, Bundy tries to gain sympathy from the interviewer and the audience. You can see how he's trying to manipulate your emotions, which is terrifying. A lot of people commented saying that Bundy is trying to act human in these interviews. He knows exactly what to say and how to say it to manipulate you. It, it was like something had, say, snapped, that I knew that, uh, that I couldn't control it anymore, that these barriers that, that I had... I had been, uh, I had learned as a child, uh, that had been instilled in me, were not enough to hold me back with respect to seeking out and, and harming somebody. 
It's a huge reason why he was so famous and had a huge media following. Moving on at number two, we have Beth Thomas. Beth Thomas was a young girl featured in a documentary titled The Child of Rage. At such a young age, Beth displayed psychopathic tendencies, including harming her brother on a number of occasions and trying to kill her parents. Her parents were terrified of her and her brother Jonathan's safety, as they should be. Take a look at our interview. This is your brother. Why is your brother afraid of you? Because I hurt him so much. Mm-hmm. Okay. And... What, at nighttime, what do your parents do to your door? Lock it shut. Mm, why do they lock it shut? Because they don't want me to hurt John. So on a number of occasions, Beth would go into her brother's room at night to try and kill him. On top of that, she used to steal knives from the kitchen to try and harm her family with. Big shot And what do you want to do with those knives? Kill John and Mommy with them and Daddy. That's not all. Here is her recounting the time she hurt Jonathan. And what happened to your brother? Tell me about it. His head hurt real bad, but his chin, he had to have stitches in it. Now, apparently, doctors deemed that she acted this way as part of her traumatic past. Now, it's said that after years of therapy, she is now a healthy adult. And in our number one spot, we have Jeffrey Dahmer. I desensitize myself to it. I, 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 uh... I don't know, I went to great lengths. Between 1878 to 1991, American serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer murdered and dismembered 17 men and boys. He would pack the victim's body parts into plastic bags and bury them behind his parents' home. He would also take disturbing photographs of his deceased victims and keep certain body parts as souvenirs. He also had tendencies to eat the victims. This gave him the name the Milwaukee Cannibal or the Milwaukee Monster. Upon searching his home, police found albums full of pictures of body parts, and his place was filled with human remains. Before his death, Jeffrey had an interview with Inside Edition and other news channels. In these interviews, he shares gory details about the men he killed and why he did it. One time I brought this uh, young man back to the hotel room, the Ambassador Hotel. I uh, was just planning on drugging him and uh, spending the night with him. I had no intention of hurting him. What's creepy is how calm he is talking about all this. Like he's murdered so many people and shows no remorse, just like all the other serial killers on this list. I was handcuffed and uh, it, it was just the realization that there was no point in trying to hide, hide uh, my actions anymore. Hearing him say that he kept the dead with him as long as possible makes me sick. When police raided his house, they found heads were in the fridge and freezer. Two skulls were on display in the house, and they found a 57-gallon drum filled with decomposing bodies in his room. All right, guys, that was a pretty creepy video, so let's move right along to our comment shout-out portion, you know, to try and re... So, yeah, that was, uh... Good little skit. You know, the kid hurting someone actually reminded me of a story I wanted to tell that I uh, that I heard. There was um, this family just living their little suburban life, you know. And their son, he was a little evil son of a bitch. 
and he would cause all this mayhem around his house, breaking things, trying to hurt his parents and shit. Um, well, eventually the two ended up having another child. Well, this kid didn't like all the attention that the other child would get. At nighttime, they would, the parents would keep their newborn in the room with them and they would lock the door and they'd hear him breaking shit all night long. Well, one day, uh, the parents were in the kitchen and they were eating and their son was gone. So the, the son was gone. They kicked him out because he was too violent and crazy. And, uh, they were sitting at their, their table eating and, uh, the daughter was taking a nap in her room. All of a sudden they hear her screaming and they go in the room and the windows open and their son has their daughter in his hand and he's got a knife and he keeps poking her with it, like jabbing her. And the, the dad gets the knife away from the the kid and grabs his daughter and like goes out of the room. Well, the mom, like, started beating the shit out of her son. Like, the dad was talking about this, the story. He even wrote, like, a whole letter about it. What happened was his wife was a Golden Gloves boxer. Like, she was a badass. And the son, um, after the mom punched him the first time, he like staggered back and he was like, Oh shit. Like in shock because the parents have never laid a hand on their kid. And this is the first time she was actually like, she ever put a hand on him. The dad said he sat at the table for what seemed 30 minutes of just listening to the thuds of his wife, just pounding away at him. And that night they went into their, uh, basement thinking that their son was dead like he was beaten to a pulp uh, they go into the basement and they had a whole nother like living area in there and they, they ended up staying in the basement and locked it all up and shit and were trying to figure out what they were going to do well that night they heard him like screaming and yelling and he's like fucking punching walls destroying their whole place and then he leaves and they've never seen him again or anything of that nature but the dad wrote this story before he passed away and it was like the dark story about his son and what they did to him and they were going to just leave him there to die because like when his wife came out her knuckles were all fucking bloodied up and swollen like she just pounded away at him man like that's all the dad heard was just the fucking smacking of of her fist into his face it's crazy. I would probably would have done the same thing to my son. <laughs> yeah, probably. <clears throat> I, um, I think the audio quality of this is so much better. I know. Way I, better, dude. Yeah. Oh, shit, man. Um, what's Have you heard any uh, good stories about crazy, crazy kids and shit? Crazy kids. Did we cover the story about those two kids that abducted the toddler yeah the two-year-old yeah we covered that yeah that one was a crazy fucking story too man hell yeah finding him dead on the railroad tracks and shit uh-huh oh my god i don't know what i would do uh there was a what was the other one that there was a babysitter uh it was like early 19 not early like mid to late 19s i think it was like 1960s or 19 
between 1960s or 1980 time frame. So late 19. Um, so this babysitter, she was babysitting five kids. Okay. 19 years old. She strangled and killed every one of them, including an 18th month old baby. Cause they're fucking insane. Yeah. What a bitch. I know, dude. She said that it was a, she had a sudden urge to strangle that she had to fulfill. Well, I would have kicked her right in her twat. <laughs> dude, that's fucking crazy, man. Like, just a lot of people doing a lot of fucked up shit, man. You know what? I think, I think that instead of us taking all these serial killers and killing them, we should just send them over to places we're at war with. Just let them re- Rig mayhem over there. Let them kill each other. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. A death gauntlet. A death gauntlet. Yeah. They got a fucking. Fu- cool. And then you tell them they're going to get their freedom at the end, but you don't tell them it's freedom from this life, and then they end up on death row anyways That's for right. killing all the other contestants. That's right, <laughs> dude. <laughs> oh my god! And they have to use their weapons of choice, like what they did. Oh hell to yeah! The crime. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine the guy? I killed him with a candlestick in the library. <laughs> <laughs> it's a game of Clue. Dude, fucking A, man. Yeah, there's a lot of just kind of cool-ass stuff that just, not cool, but a lot of things that we're finding right now that are really intriguing for the episodes. Hell yeah. That I'm looking r- really forward to doing. Like, the Beast of Bray Road episode, it's not going to be a full episode. We're going to have to cover other urban legends as well. Um, and do like a whole episode on that. Cause I looked up the beast of Bray road. There's just not enough. There's not enough, um, evidence or not enough story to make it a full hour long episode. Uh, but it'll still be a cool one. Yeah. You remember the story about the woman who broke down her car broke down. I believe it was 1970s. Uh, might've been 1960s. Her, uh, she was driving out in the dead of winter and her car broke down. She was trying to wait for help. Uh, no no help ended up coming. So she started walking, and she was trying to walk towards um, her, I believe it was her home. And as she gets going towards her, towards her house, she's starting to freeze. And she ends up at a house. I don't remember spe- if it was, like, specifically her own home. She ends up out there, and the owner of the home, or her boyfriend, whoever, comes outside and finds her body just laying in the snow. Oh, I forgot about oh, the music. Well, hold on. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. What'd you do? Um, um, I, I we'll just wait. Okay. There you go. So, they find the body in the snow. They bring it to... They bring her to the hospital and they're like covering her up in blankets and everything like that, trying to like fucking uh, bring her back because she had a really low heart rate at this point and they thought for sure she wasn't going to make it. Dude, she was like clinically dead and dethawed and came back to life. It was like her whole body just frozen. Cryogenic. Yeah, that's crazy. Dude, you know what else is crazy? There was a soldier who, uh, so you're not allowed to go exploring Antarctica. You know that, right? Yeah. So. It's illegal. Yeah. They. uh, Hiding shit. Aliens. Dude. 
So here's the story. Okay. Tell me that fucking story. This soldier ended up uh, doing a flight mission, and he was over Antarctica. Yeah. As his ship, I believe, went down, his aircraft went down into Antarctica, he was... Um, he discovered something and he tried talking about it and they told him that whatever he was talking about was like just not real. It didn't happen. He was talking about these figures and this whole like ecosystem that he had found underground. And they were like, oh, it's you're just having like delusions. They said here we're they put him in like a isolation chamber for 72 hours. Tell me more. Yeah, I am. So for 72 hours, he had to sit in his own silence the the entire time. After he came out, he was awarded the Medal of Honor, and he was pretty much just dismissed. Um, Yeah. He was, yeah, so he was pretty much dismissed. uh, I heard the story. Yeah. and pretty good. the, The theory behind it is that he discovered the uh hidden civilization that we aren't supposed to talk about because it's how we coincide with aliens yeah come up with all this new technology and things of that nature so i thought that was really a fucking cool ass thing oh yeah can you imagine that though yes as a matter of fact i can like if if we were able to actually go there and talk with aliens and explore what they've this little area even if it ain't aliens and it's like an early civilization that's still thriving underground in this like beautiful fucking just tundra well like foresty type tundra under all the frozen ice would you go explore it hell yeah would you talk to the aliens fuck yeah dude i think it would be really fucking cool would you fucking alien depends what they look like yeah fuck it i'd fucking alien would you just the alien fuck you no, I gotta say, like, just who in their life can say they fucked an alien? <laughs> Apparently, a lot of people can say that they <laughs> fucked an alien. Hey, well, there's some stories. You gave me a rimmer. <laughs> <laughs> so, with his little slit mouth <laughs> and his big eyes. <laughs> as far as uh, the urban legends around the U.S., what urban legend would you be most afraid of running into? Hmm. That's a good one. Like, I don't want to say that mine would be the Sam Squanch. I think that I would be more afraid if I ran into, like, Mothman. Nessie while I was fishing. Mothman would be a good one. But isn't Mothman from Mexico or Venezuela or something of that nature? Brazil. Brazil. Close. Obviously. You're stuck in the middle with me. Yeah. Um, No, I just, I'm. I honestly think, like, if I was fishing and a big-ass Loch Ness Monster came out and fucking ruined my whole day, I'd Dude, just be like, oh, shit. Anything in the fucking ocean is terrifying. Yeah. I wouldn't want to come across anything. That's and why you never so- see me there. Something that can eat a shark? Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, no. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Dude, what about coconut crabs? Fucking terrifying. I know. Dude, why are they so fucking big? Terrifying. I want to see one in person, but not close enough that it can attack me. Because they can move really fast. How about a camel spider? Camel spider. Oh, yeah, I saw those. Those are fucking huge. Oh, you know what else ruins lives? A camel toe. (laughs) (laughs) It saves lives. It ruins marriages. (laughs) It ruins marriages. (laughs) It's what makes the world go round. the fall of many men. (laughs) I'll fall right in. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) 
Let's get it. I got your back, bro. I'll hold I, the rope while you dive in. I got your front. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Well, that'll do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go test this theory. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we were looking over some of the reviews. You were showing me reviews because I don't have Apple Podcasts. So it was really cool to see some of the just the comments that we've been getting. And, like, especially uh, there was one about. Oh, yeah. We said we were going to read the reviews. Yeah, we should read those. Okay. Um, it's It's just. Awesome to hear feedback. Yeah. You we, know what I'm saying? We like, got a review, and it says, Delightful show. Funny and great banter. A must listen. That, that was very nice. That is. That is. Thank you, MX Sandy 12 MX awesome. Sandy 12 This other one says, Awesome, with like six E's and like 20 exclamation marks. It says, This podcast gets me through the day at work. For real. 10 out of 10. Best podcast. This is everything I need in a podcast. Keep sending it. That's from Carolyn Nash. Love you. Thank you, Carolyn. You beautiful woman. And then or man, it's it's twenty twenty one. Yeah. This next one says, "Wow, I'm addicted." Five stars. I love this show so much. There is enough stress and angst in this world. This show helps. I'm a teacher in Texas. Enough said. <laughs> Thanks, Larry. You're awesome. You're awesome, Larry. Another one says, love it. Super easy way to listen to a lot of the Manly Banters content while on the run. And it's just a bunch of letters, so I don't know who that is. Thank you. Yeah, we we appreciate you. (laughs) Great. The Manly Banter exclamation point. Five stars. This is a great podcast for entertainment lovers. I choose this podcast as my leisure time entertainment. I really enjoy the podcast. Thank you, ASDX. ASDX. A sexy dad. <laughs> so uh, X-rated. This is short and sweet. Very funny. I like it. So, I listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Smith. Smith. <laughs> oh, shit. That's the kind of name I'm expecting with that kind of... Yeah, <laughs> This one is Love It. Five stars. You guys are fantastic together. Why, thank you. That's awesome. I've just learned about your podcast and have listened to so many shows already. Keep up the great work. Love your wit and uh, camaraderie. Camaraderie? Camaraderie. Yeah. That's Abdriaz. Thanks, Abdriaz. <laughs> this one. This is weird. It says, treat yourself! Exclamation point. Five stars. That's uh, that's all it said? No. Oh, this sorry, podcast is great. Excited to check every episode as they come out. Thank you. Uh, Mamana. 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 Thank you, Mamana. Yeah. My mama's a my man, too. My mom's... Wait, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> my one, mom's my dad. This one's from Mickey. Oh, God. Okayest podcast ever. I already wrote a great review, but here we go again. This podcast is full of annoying, filthy, raunchy, and dumb humor. If you're a weirdo that likes that kind of stuff, knock yourself out. If you don't, you're probably better off. It is decently entertaining, though. Now, how do I get my $20 gift card to McDonald's for writing this question? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Mickey. Fucking Mickey. Another one says, awesome stuff. This one's from uh, Money Rail. 
This is amazing stuff. It makes you feel like no matter what's going on in the world, you're okay. I laughed so hard, I thought I was going to need oxygen. These guys are hilarious. <laughs> the they, they didn't spell manly. They said, the many banter. The many banter. Can't wait to hear the next one. Thanks, Money Real. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's fantastic. We love hearing the reviews, guys. That's that's really makes my day. When you sent me all those, I was like fucking smiling the whole time because I was like, man, you know, it's good to feel like there's some appreciation from the listeners for what we do because there is enough bullshit in this world. Yeah. You know, and you just got to fucking ignore it, dude. Like, I remember when, you know, the whole COVID bullshit first started and I was like so just... I got to fucking sanitize everything. I was disinfecting shit as I was getting it from the store and stuff. And I was just like, dude, here's the thing, man, is like this, this world could be a disgusting and terrible place. As you listen to our podcast, you'll come across a lot of shit we talk about. And it's just, it's nice to just be able to make someone's day by giving them some refreshing humor, some shit that they didn't even know they wanted to laugh at. Hell yeah. Or that they'd feel bad laughing at it if they were around people yeah. saying it. So uh, I, got, I got a little skit here from uh, Meat Canyon. Oh, yeah. I love Meat Canyon. The The animation for the shit they do is just off the wall. And this one's called the Anti-Vaccination Girls. And it's it looks like the Powerpuff Girls, but really fucked up. Oh, God. And it's, it's only a minute long. I'll play it. Here we go. Karen from Facebook. Essential Oils. These were the ingredients chosen to create the perfect little girl. But Karen accidentally added an extra ingredient to the concoction. Fear of autism. (laughs) Thus, the anti-vaccination girls were born. Using their frail, disease-ridden bodies, Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup have dedicated their lives to being susceptible to almost every disease known to man. (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> They're just floppy <laughs> flying around. <laughs> Noodle arms. Oh shit. What about that Michael Jackson one? That was so good. That was the the Bezos mode. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. I can't do it. The boys Bezos mode. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> it's, how do you do that? Do you just dig deep into your butt crack and push it out your chest? Something like that. Close. Damn, you gotta like really open your diaphragm for that, don't you? Yeah, you do. And lower your atoms at I'm gonna practice. Lower. Yeah, kinda low. Real sexy like. Man, you know what, dude? Being out in the boonies. I've been out there a few times. Too many, probably. I always think to myself, like, I would really hate to run into one of them guys out there that's hiking in the woods. What you doing around here, boy? You don't belong in these parts. <laughs> you trying to find my pot? My pissing pot. My pissing pot. My spitting pot are the same thing. <laughs> my mom. Oh, man. Hey, you remember that uh, uh, the video in the group? Oh, I was looking through the group. That's a bad neighborhood. Not <laughs> not our, our manly banter group is like... PG-13 in comparison to our other group. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, there was a video, and it was a dude. He was 
fucking this woman, and she's a big old chunky girl. And it took me a minute to realize he was fucking her belly button. Yeah. Because <laughs> she was so large. Ah, dude. That fucking large marge, like, bro. God damn, man. He's going to town. And then it zooms out. He's fucking her belly button. It's fucking <laughs> dying, dude. And she's like, oh, I feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, oh, dude. That's what I've always wondered. This is what I was going to bring up on the podcast. I was thinking about this the other day. You know, when you see two super obese people that are in a relationship, how the fuck do you have sex? So I've seen a video of this. You see, she they got to pull up. They got to pull up their belly fat to get to the uh, their their shit. And typically, a really chunky person, like a guy, has like a smaller dick because yeah. all the fat like goes into the area. I was just having this discussion with you. Like yeah. I've been losing a lot of weight, and it's like I I see more of my wiener because it's less of the gut, <laughs> less, less fupa. Yeah, as the fupa goes down, the wiener just it's more pronounced. I mean, when you're so that I'm big still... and you have a small dick, do you just fuck the nearest fold? <laughs> <laughs> Remember uh, that episode of Family Guy when uh, Lois got fat with <laughs> Peter? Yeah. He's like, I don't know whose rolls I was fucking, but it felt good. <laughs> Everything well, feels like a book, Craig. I, I kind of thought about this, and I'm like, well, what if he, like, just lays her over the bed, like, doggy style, and he puts a stomach, puts a stomach up on, on her, her back <laughs> or her butt, whatever's <laughs> there, and then just puts it in that way? I don't know. That might be it. Dude, I don't know if I could breach the cheeks, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some of know, them dude. are just, you got to spread some shit real far apart, You're man. just fucking cheeks at that point. I don't know. Whatever. It still feels good, man. Have you yeah. ever had a thigh job? That's what it feels like the whole time, probably. Yeah. Man, she, you know, speaking when, of thigh jobs. When she's on her period and she won't let you put it in. Yeah. She just closes her legs and you just fucking go to town on them thighs. <laughs> you know? Th- thigh jobs are like a, a delicacy in the sex yeah. world. It's like a step up from a hand job. That's what I feel like. It, it'll still do the job. Yeah, that and the little the booty crack job where they don't stick it in my hole, but you can rub it up my cheeks. Oh, okay. And then I always accidentally stick it in the hole. Oopsies! <laughs> get out of there! Yeah, she's like, "Well, if I if you're gonna peg me, I get to peg you." And I'm like, "Don't don't fucking threaten me with a good time, <laughs> you motherfucker!" <laughs> Say I won't. <laughs> I will, <laughs> dude. I uh, I fucking do it. I wanted to tell you. When I was at the haunt, I got to the uh, stripper room, and I could tell that I threw the actor off. We both know who the actor is, but I don't want to say their name on here. I, I could definitely tell that I threw them off because when they come around the corner, and I'm like, oh, hey, I've been waiting for you. And then they're like, oh, you come here for a good time? I'm like, I'm hoping you can give me a better time. Fuck <laughs> it. They're just yeah. like, and then they go... Oh, honey, I would ruin you and your credit score, and I fucking died laughing, yeah. dude. Oh. Like, you need to go through that way. <laughs> oh, I couldn't help myself, man. That's good like, shit. Man. I love whenever they say shit to me, and then it's like, oh, you, you want to be like that? I'm going to show you some nasty shit right back. Here you go. Yeah. I play that game. <laughs> I play that game, I guess. <laughs> Any holes of gold, my man. Episode two. It's the game of golf. Is it? Is yeah, it four. Any holes a goal? Three. It'd be episode three. Is it okay? Yeah, three I or think. Four. I don't know. We did a lot of because two is money is money. I believe. Uh, you know what? I'll be able to tell you right fucking now. Yeah, 
Any holes goal. Oh my god, it's like six. Seven. Yeah, episode yep. seven. That's good though. Any holes a goal, we gotta do a part deuce on there. Um Deuce. <laughs> yeah, deuce? You like that? No, it's deuce. Deuce uh, it is. Isn't it Uno Deuce Trace? <laughs> oh shit, man. Oh, uh, fuck. So <clears throat> do you have any any stories, unsolved stories, missing stories that you might just to kind of keep the Cocktober going here? Uh, missing stories. Well, we are in between Milwaukee and Chicago. There's a lot of fucking sex trafficking going on, a lot of kidnappings. Yeah, dude, that shit's at like a... All-time high. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. And I feel like it's... I'm so overprotective of my daughter. Like, yeah, you can't even... I tell her, too, like, I, I could be sitting on my front porch, and I have a fence in my front yard, you've seen it. She's not allowed to go to the fence. Because it's got to be to the point where I can right off that porch and grab her, you know? Fuck. That's just too much shit, man. Then again, she's only three, but I'm going to be doing that until she's about 23. So Right? I'll be doing that her whole fucking life. Yeah. Dude. Are you you an overprotective dad? Very. I'm extremely overprotective. Even over kids that aren't even mine. Yeah. Yeah. In general, just like... If I see... Something that doesn't look right with a kid and, like, an adult trying to, like, you know, the kid screaming and the adult's, like, acting kind of weird in there and shit. Yeah. I, like, kind of make my presence known in the whole situation. Like, you know, like, fucking, hey, sweetie, it's okay. It's okay. Your dad's just trying to look out for you to see if she says that's not my dad or something like that. Yeah. So, um, just, I don't know, dude, because I would feel like absolute shit if I saw that little girl on the noose as a missing child, and that's when I... On like, the noose, bro? The, the noose. News. You say it's so weird. <laughs> I can't help it, all right? I got a mile lift. So, <laughs> when I'm talking, I know. Cemetery <laughs> Terry. Yeah. So there I were. Minding my own business. Balls deep in my cousin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, oh, I uh, I wanted you to do that noise that you did with the echo. That was cool. Which one? Uh, there were two of them that I really liked. Oh, there the, was like the wind and then the fucking. Which one should what, I do you first? Put your hands up. To your, uh, whatever, go for it. All right. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Thanks, man. How about your laugh? Oh, sexy. <laughs> yeah. You know where that laugh came from? Funny story about that. My, uh, so just like my grandmother, I have issues with my, my lungs. So I get like tight chested. That's why I can't, when I try getting those deep voices and shit like you're doing, I can't open my diaphragm as much. Well, my grandma, when she's laughing, her lungs start to act up and she would. <laughs> Like really like that, and I went to go make fun of her one day, and that laugh became like my signature. Like I'm gonna do a little fucking creepy laugh for someone or something like that. Hell yeah, yeah, man, I, I fucking dig it. And then I heard that same or similar laugh when I was watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that was awesome. <laughs> That's such a good movie, dude. It is. I'm gonna watch it again. I, I want to show it to my daughter, but I feel like it's a little sexual. Yeah. Spe- speaking of good movies, you know what just came on Netflix, which is Me. really cheesy. 
You came on Netflix. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Mars Attacks. No shit. Yeah. Oh, I love Mars Attacks. It's on Netflix. When they put the fucking, their heads on chihuahuas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the chihuahuas on her body. <laughs> yeah. Nanu, nanu. Dude, I still can't find that <laughs> fucking. Ma. 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 It sounds like someone's trying to call. Ma. Ma. Look at the shit. Ma. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish we could get that guy on here. Um, so, uh, what was the other one? There was another one I was going to say, and I just fucking lost A it. movie? It was a mo- Oh, yeah. I still haven't found that fucking movie that I wanted to watch again, where it had, like, all the fucking, like... Maybe it is Freak Show. It was, like, an old movie. And it always had that fucking... Here's a can of whoop-ass, or, you know, and they, uh, you had, like, the two twins that were attached to each other. You had, like, this weird fucking deformed-looking guy with a big wart nose and shit like that. The same guy from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the one with yeah. the glasses and stuff. Yeah. I, 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 I don't can't... remember what that is. Yeah, I want to remember that movie because... I remember the movie. I don't remember the name of the movie. Yeah. Because when I was young, it was, like, funny then. But now that I understand more, I'm sure, and I'll understand all the puns and everything into it. Oh, man, it would be such a, a great time. So, you know what uh, comedies I watched growing up, which kind of gave me my humor that I do have, is uh, all the Mel Brooks films. Mel Brooks, yes. Blazing Saddles, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Yeah. Fucking, uh, what was that other one where um, he was coming down from the mountain with the Ten Commandments? Oh, fuck. What he goes, was well, it? there were 13, but they broke. Way down. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, now, I don't know why people like Monty Python. I can't fucking stand it. Really? I don't like it. I like Monty Python. I don't like it. It's like, I don't know, not funny humor to me. I don't know why. Really? Except for the one where the the battle scene, Mono Flesh Wound. Oh, okay. You're talking about just the quest for the Holy Grail. Yeah. That's a good one. But, though, I like the Monty Python show. Now, the Monty Python show is like skit humor and shit. Yeah, like there SNL was, before SNL came out. Yeah, okay. and and it's really like British humor to it and shit. Yeah. Shout out to uh, our fellas across the pond at fucking Dirty Ken Bassa. The Dirty Ken Bassa. Dirty Ken Bassa. With Ben and... And the other guy. The other guy. Tony. <laughs> Tony. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I almost forgot. <laughs> So yeah, do you. <laughs> I see Tony posted shit all over Facebook oh, all the time, dude. He's fucking comical. Yeah, he's funny, he is in like his underwear fixing a motorcycle yeah. in his living room. Yeah. <laughs> dude, this guy's the shit. Oh, man. And Ben, he just looks like he has a good life, man. Yeah. He's living. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you guys are doing good over there across the pond, buddies. Yeah. Got to have you back to get for another show together. I wish one day we can retire and just live our lives. Go fishing. Build some shit. Yeah. It's going to be some janky Ikea-looking shit. But it's all right. It'll be our shit. It'll be our built shit. That's right. Uh, so there was another... I wanted to... Um, fuck. Where, where was I? I was. I uh, talked about Across the Pond. Monty Python. Yeah. So they did a skit on Monty Python, and this is what got me like, oh, these guys are pretty funny. He's like teaching a whole karate class, right, or something about that for self-defense. He said, rule number one is self-defense. And then he's like, you, come here. And the dude comes over and he's like, I want you to attack me. And he said, okay. And he gets into his stance to attack him and he pulls a gun out and shoots the guy. And he <laughs> says, rule number one is self-defense. Always be packing or something like that. Always be packing. <laughs> dude, fucking. 
crack me up. And I was just like, okay, I can watch these guys. They're funny. Jokes on Some him, of their I'm shit. <laughs> Some of their shit is just like you. Ha- I think you have to be from England to find the funny in it. Yeah. Just because like I didn't understand it, and at the time I was uh, living with a family where the husband was from England, and he would explain to me why it was funny, and then it would become funny to me. Uh, but in, when I first wasn't understanding, and it might be the case for you too, because in the quest for the Holy Grail, yes, it has like the medieval humor to it. Yeah. But also some of the shit you got to actually be like understanding their history and stuff. Um, I like when they're like pretending they're riding the horses and the dudes riding behind them with the fucking the oh, yeah. little coconuts. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah, that was funny. And then the it's only a flesh wound. Yeah, Mine, like, come here, wound. I'm gonna bite you. And then at the end, he's only a head. Yeah, it's just a head to torso. Yeah. <laughs> Good shit. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Yeah. We've been going at it almost an hour. Oh, really? Hell yeah. Oh, shit. I'm looking at that. You, do you do any, like, weird things? Like, some people, like, fucking pick their nose and eat their boogers or shit like that. Uh, go ahead. Are, are there any, like, weird things that you do that other people are like, why the fuck do you do that? So I'm not a booger eater. Mm-hmm. I I do. Everyone picks their nose. I don't care who you are. You pick you pick your nose. If I got a crusty in there or something, I'm picking the bitch out. Yeah, got to get that motherfucker out. And um, yeah, I'm like a rolling flicker. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, as far as weird habits go, like I roll shit. Um, it's not just my boogers. Like a piece of paper. You, you saw the receipt, right? Yeah. Yeah, so the receipt that we got from McDonald's right away, I start rolling it up. I don't know why. I'm not like a big old pothead or nothing like that. It's I think it's a uh, like fidgeting type of thing that I'm always like rolling something or I'll have something in my hand that I can yeah. like kind of move around and shit. Uh, it might be like a textural thing. Um, other than that, nothing really. Yeah, a lot of people are like, I can't say addicted, but like have a some sort of like thing with like pimple popping and shit like that oh dude i can't nope i, mean, I hate popping other people's pimp- i don't even like popping my own yeah like are, are you are you a pimple popper i mean if i see it and it's bad i'll pop it but i i tend to leave it alone yeah dude when i'm with a lady and she's like can you pop this pimple for me i'm just like oh. i won't do it for other people but see i don't like when someone's doing it for me like, if I got one on my back or something, and they go to pop it off my back, they try to do it in the worst fucking way. Like, dig your nails into my flesh and shit. It's like, there's a different technique. All I do is I run one finger in one direction and just push it, and it pops right out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're just like, fucking, I'm going to squeeze from every different angle and hurt you. And then it becomes a big-ass knot in your back. So, have you seen this ship? It's a shipping ship. Right now, it's shipping ships. So, it's a ship shipping ship. But the ships that the ship is shipping are also shipping ships. So it's a shipping ship, shipping, shipping ships. You know what I mean? That's a tongue twister, my guy. Kind of. I don't know who told you this, but that was probably the most ridiculous and confusing thing that I've heard today. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh my gosh, it's 69 degrees outside. Fucking perverted weather. Oh, let's go outside. Yeah, I want to join. <laughs> uh, I'll be the six and you be the nine. 
Or we can just keep docking. <laughs> I'll be the one and you'll be the other one. <laughs> we'll be the three. Two threes. Hi, Poochie. What you doing? Hi, Poochie, Poochie, Poochie. Oh, you want to help us? You want to help us close out the episode? Get your nose out of my crotch. <laughs> he wants to sniff your balls. Yeah, don't sniff my balls. That's my job. Uh, let me get that dog out of here. <laughs> All right. All right. Got that dog out of here. <laughs> so, uh, no, I like every once in a while, if I'm having, like getting real sweaty or I just feel funky. Yeah, I'll, I'll wipe my hands across my sweaty balls and take a whiff. I'd be like, "Yeah, I need a shower." Are you serious? Fuck yeah, that's how I know. Yeah, I need a shower. No shit. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, I'm sweating. I'm gonna need a shower. Well, not even if I'm just sweating. I just gotta do a check every once in a while. Really? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go take a shower. I gotta wash my balls. I think I've done that a couple times, but it's not enough where it's like a habit. I'm a really hygienic person when it comes to that. Like, yeah. I used to take showers three, four times a day. God damn, dude. Yeah. That's hardcore. I, no, it's once a day for me. My skin dries out too easy. <laughs> I got to have like fucking tea tree soap and shit because I just, I don't know why, man. My skin just dries out. I got like a special wash for my beard and shit to like try and keep all the oils and shit natural. Yeah. Should, uh. Should we wrap this one up? Yeah, we should wrap this one up. All I right. think, man, All we're right. kind of dragging a little bit. You guys have your hillbilly country good selves. Goddamn good day, you sexy motherfuckers. I'm going to make you squeal like a pig, ladies. I made no sense when I and said that. And gentlemen. <laughs> All right. Adios.